0: Arizona's News Station KTAR News 92.3 FM
1: Got that sniffling, sneezing, stuffy head thing going on Time for your daily dose of vitamin chat Award winning, yeah, to say the least Man, he's done just about everything, right? Writer, woodworker, actor, comedian now on tour, going to be in Phoenix, Celebrity Theater coming up December thirteenth. Uh, Nick Hoffman joins us, and by the way, for all of your great stuff that you've done, to me, I look at you and I say to myself, you know, meet the Millers. I just love Meet the Millers, man.
0: Oh, thank you. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, that was I think that was my f- filthiest role. Uh, I had, I had ear sex with Jason Sudeikis in that movie.
1: Yes, yes, you did. That was a good time. You know, between all the slinging with radio. your wife that you do on the Sling TV stuff and that, I was like, that right there, is spectacular. But you're on tour. You've been out there since July. You're going to be coming here. You're going to be finishing off the next night in San Diego. And how's it been? Like, what, the 37 dates you've been on this? And, and it's funny, because when you read all the stuff, it's not the traditional, quote-unquote, stand-up comedy, because, you know, you're kind of a humorist more than you are uh, get up there and tell jokey-joke
0: yeah it's I mean, I don't uh, I don't have the talent to just uh, to make people laugh with my clever wit. So I have to actually uh, work m- much harder. So I, c- I come up with things I want to talk about, things uh, in myself perhaps that I want to address. and then I, I uh, couch those in funny songs, and people seem to laugh. Uh, I do a little dancing. there's there's some uh, excellent sachet work in this show. And um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, my uh, the hit song. Apparently, people are really responding to uh, the Brett Kavanaugh song called "I Like Beer."
1: Well, he did like beer, apparently. Apparently he liked yeah. beer a lot. Uh, you know, you go out and see you, and again, a humorist is much different than the stand-up, but you, you do a lot of different things. Like, what have you learned along the way? Because we live in a very fractured time, you know this more than anybody, Nick, and you're out there and you're seeing all this stuff, uh, but you want to try to reach as many people as possible. And in a lot of ways, humorous comedy and stuff can do things like that. But I think sometimes a lot of the country feels like they're being left out of some, or they're being made fun of.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I do my best to, uh, I mean, there, there's some, you know, big-ticket items uh, these days in the, uh, in the White House that are, are kind of unavoidable. Like, it, it's, it's pretty undeniable what's going on, and it's, it's getting worse every day. But I try, I try to step back from that and say, look, we're, we're all in this together. We're one big group of people in a country where we get to pick what happens, and so let's make fun of how stupid all of us are. Um, because we're in what's supposed to be a democracy, and yet everybody's shaking their fist at each other. Um, so I, I do my best to be inclusive, um, and, uh, and make fun of, of myself and the audience as much as, uh, people who maybe get their news from a propaganda channel. <laughs>
1: I think we know what you're talking about there. Uh, uh, talking to Nick Offerman. He's uh, uh, on tour, going to be here uh, in uh, December. So you go around, you do all of these things, and you ask, do you, do you ever pinch yourself and say, man, I can't believe I'm doing this? Because there's got to be that point in your life when you're doing all of these things and you say, this is what I do for a living. This is pretty awesome.
0: Uh, it, it happens all the time. I mean, uh, my favorite thing about touring, I, I started in Chicago Theater doing plays in Chicago and now I get to go to all all these cities in, in, in America and also you know Australia and, and England and um, these beautiful old theaters where, where people you know for decades and sometimes centuries have gathered to receive some form of medicine. And, and here's this donkey from Illinois with his guitar his work boots uh, and I, I i constantly say i can't believe i get to do this as my job and and that that gratitude that makes me work uh, extra hard to uh, to, to b- try and sneak as much broccoli into the pizza as i can
1: when did you know like when was there you know i was, i watched this thing with eddie murphy and and he said it was like a nutty professor too when he said that's when i knew i had made it like when was that moment where you thought to yourself Okay, I'm I, I'm here. I have arrived. I've made it. I don't have to worry about my next meal or these kind of things. What was that moment or that role?
0: Well, I'm in a little different boat than uh, than Mr. Murphy because uh, I uh, I fell in romantically with uh, an Emmy Award winning sitcom star named Megan Mullally, and so so the moment came for me uh, through my. Uh, my efficacious marriage <laughs> it, that that came a few years before um, well, before professionally when when Parks and Recreation kind of took off. Uh, p- people around me, my agents, and like my friends in the business, they sort of had their ear to the tracks. And, and sometime in the second season of Parks and Rec, they said, "Oh, something's happening. Your your life is about to change." Um, people are going to suddenly be interested in mustaches and bacon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we who does A, mustaches, great bacon. I mean, it's just undeniably just the most amazing thing. And, uh, yes, you guys do those sling, but she's she's playing a part in this, right? Is she's, does she help you a lot as far as the writing and the, and, and stuff, or is this just all you?
0: I, I write the show, and then um, Megan has an incredible showbiz brain. And so uh, it, it would be foolish of me not to try and apply her brain to as much of what I do as possible. So she, she comes in, uh, I sort of assemble the, the pile of show, and then she comes in and starts watching it, As I, especially as I workshopped it across Australia and New Zealand earlier this summer, and she then shapes it. Um, she's incredible at editing, and uh, I, always, I always try and sneak in a few really bad puns that she then makes me cut. Um, I just thought of a new one the other night, and uh, and I got to do it five or six times before she found out about it. Now she's making me cut it. Where I'm talking about the great things we've done as a society, and I say, you know, drinkable yogurt—that's amazing. We invented that. Uh, NASA—that's fantastic. Um, the popular astronaut dating site, ASA. <laughs> um, I hear. I understand that that is really taking off, <laughs> and she, and she said, "No, no, cut no. it." Nope, yeah. got it. It's not going
1: to fly. Oh, man. I just, again, I, what you do, I, I love what you do, and I've watched some of your stuff and listened to your interviews, and, and I, I I think a lot of people, again, they they know you from a lot of different things, but understand, you know, what they're going to be coming to see is a much different side of you taking on certain things, but also, again, as a humorist, it is not just to get up there and tell joke after joke after joke. There's so many ways that you do things, especially with your observation. You, today's world's crazy, obviously. Uh, 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 it is crazy. What about all of this lunacy, though? That you sit there and you look at America, and, and, and if you traveled across the country, you say, you know what? For all the craziness, still amazing, America.
0: Well, it's uh, yeah, it's it's um, and it's even it's even more than our country. Like wherever I go, what what it get, comes down to is people generally have a lot of empathy when you get up close to them. Like if you get on almost anybody's porch they will They will say, oh, hello, do you have everything you need? Uh, can I get you a sandwich? And they're not going to ask you who you voted for. And it's only when you get farther back and you start getting your information from these bad information sources that people are like, oh, wait a second. Uh, I, you know, I don't like those people. So that's what I find is like, I do a bit in the show where uh, I uh, sort of tongue-in-cheek take on the mantle of... I, I, I pretend I'm a white supremacist, and I uh, I complain. I list off all the things that they have to complain about. Um, it's a terrible time to be a white supremacist in this country, and so everyone everyone can understand that you know that it's actually very funny to hear it couched that way. But the the audience tends to generally agree. Oh, right, that is when when you put it that way. We should really, <laughs> we should really try and weed that part of society out. Except, of course, for the there, a few white supremacists come to every show, and they, they usually get up and leave at that point.
1: <laughs> I'd like to see that December thirteenth, Phoenix, Arizona, celebrity Theater. Uh, I appreciate you taking time today. I know you're a very busy man, and I really do appreciate you taking time. We look forward to seeing you out there, uh, December thirteenth, Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you so much, uh, Nick Offerman.
0: My pleasure. Thank you, sir.